Hi, welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about the real and raw messy middle of business and life transitions. This podcast really is here for new and aspiring entrepreneurs. So I thought that today I would share my sales call journey. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Sales calls can be and probably are scary for you. They were scary for me for a really long time. And I just want, I wanted to share today my first call, my shift, a shift that I had around calls, and then how that affected calls after that. So for me, I did avoid sales calls for a long time. So what I mean by that is I didn't really like, I didn't advertise at all on my social media platforms that I was even taking sales calls. I I wouldn't openly post like, oh, book a free call with me. I wasn't doing that. My first clients though, I got them through Facebook groups. So these two clients, they came from Facebook groups that were like entrepreneur Facebook groups, and they were both very easy. Uh, I started they were very easy because I started my business as a graphic designer and these two projects were just very easy social media content projects. So we didn't have, we didn't have a phone call. It was just done through emails, super quick and easy. I just wrote some captions for them. I created graphics. I created, um, I did like some editing to photos of them I did some cool editing to like stock photos for them, things like that. So those were the first two clients. And then from there, the next clients I had, they were either, it was either friends or people that I used to work with. So like old colleagues and the way that that was booked, I wasn't like openly going to my friends and being like, Hey, work with me or something like that. They just noticed my content on Instagram about branding at that time, and they DM'd me about it. So they would ask me questions or they would say like, I love your content and, you know, conversation would just flow naturally. And then, yeah, it was just really easy because first of all, I already knew them. So there, there wasn't any nerve, there weren't any nerves. There wasn't like pressure and, um, I really just kind of had conversations with them without the intention of like making money off of them. Like that that sounds really horrible, but like without the intention of like selling, I just went into it with this mindset of, oh, maybe I just get to help my friend out with this thing. And that is now the energy I bring into my sales calls. But I'll, I'll share with you that how that shift happened but um, really that's the goal. Uh, you know, you just want to like show up genuinely and see if you can help. That's the main goal. And the sale is just like secondary and it comes from showing up in that way. I think when, um, when you can set aside that pressure to make the sale and really just show up with intention to serve, it's really going to change the whole energy of the conversation because you're showing up more confident, you're more enthusiastic, and that really makes an impression with someone, you know, when, when you're talking to someone from that space, they're going to remember you. So just keep that in mind because they will remember you. So it really doesn't matter if like, they most likely will 
end up being a sale but if they don't it doesn't really matter because since they remembered you they will either tell someone about you they will you know continue to engage with your social media content like that relationship will continue and it could end up in a sale so just have that in mind like it really is just about nurturing and cultivating relationships that was one of my classic classic tangents that I like to go on but (laughs) I really just wanted to say that like don't ever write someone off if they don't buy from you you know and no I don't mean to keep chasing them down for the sale do not do that I hate that I have a few uh friends that like I went to high school and even like some friends from like elementary school, because I moved after elementary school, who end up ended up now they're in like an MLM business. And they'll like message me consistently every few months about their products when I don't have a single interest, a single interested bone in my body for any of these products. And I feel like I'm always being like haggled. It's, it's really annoying. So don't, don't keep I don't want to say, I don't want to say don't keep, I don't want to tell you what to do. Like you, you will know what's right. Just don't go against your own like intuition of what feels good and what would feel good for you to receive. Right. So if, if you're not interested in a product, do you want to be messaged about it once a month? Probably not. (coughs) Whereas, (coughs) oh, excuse me. Whereas these people who message me for their MLMs, if um, if instead they would just like give love to my content and be like a positive presence in my social media pages, then, you know, if I had someone who, if, if I had a friend or met someone who happened to need what they would sell, I would remember this person. You know, I would remember like, oh, so-and-so sells this product, let me introduce you to her. But when it doesn't come from a positive space, I feel like it's not as easy to remember. I don't know. Call me harsh, but this is just how I feel about it. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Please don't cancel me. (laughs) So keep in mind that like people that you message online, they're humans. I think that's I think that's forgotten a lot because there's this like barrier of technology. We're like hiding behind our phones. Kind of like when um, I think about this a lot when I'm driving, especially when I'm like in bumper to bumper traffic and there's like, you know, a bunch of cars to my left, to my right. And I don't know, tell me if I'm the only one that does this, but I have these like moments sometimes where I'm just like, wow, every one of these cars, there's like, it's a human being. There's someone driving it. So if someone like cuts you off, yes, we'll like regress to our, uh, I think it's like our uh, reptile brain. (laughs) We get upset because our safety was threatened, but we never really know what's going on in the car in front of us. Like there could be a woman giving birth in the backseat. They could be like, rushing to the emergency room you never know you never know so just remember that 
behind each message, behind the phone, in the car, behind all the technology that's in our modern life, in our modern lives, there's a human there, you know? So with social media, these people are humans. You, you have no idea what kind of day they're having. So it goes a really long way to be human online instead of this robotic selling machine of only reaching out to someone when you want to sell a product to them. Like, no, can we please stop? Please stop that. <laughs> Let's not do that. So back to my sales call journey. So from there, I had my first few clients. Then I had clients that were friends and with, with the people that I know, even the process of like, the process of sharing what I do was easy, but I struggled with the money mindset part. And, uh, I do, by the way, have in the show notes, a freebie called receptive to money. And it's like this four-step process that really, really helped me invest in high ticket programs. Um, it's what helped me stop going, stop living from paycheck to paycheck, all these other things. I'll cover that more in the, in the end of the episode, but that link is in the show notes if you want that. So if someone was a friend or someone that like I knew my people pleaser side, which I've done a lot of healing around, uh, my people pleaser side felt this like obligation to give a discount, <laughs> but you should never do that. So I did the discount thing for a friend and don't do that. Like learn from my mistake because what ended up happening was like the project took way longer than I expected. And uh, because it took so long, it was like, basically I was working for free. And that really made me like resent the project. I was just like, I just want to be done with this. I just want to move on with my life. And yeah, it wasn't that person's fault at all. I am taking 100% responsibility because what happened was I listened to my limiting money mindset beliefs in that situation. And I knew it wasn't my friend's fault. So I never, I never brought that up in the process because I just wanted to uh, deliver on my promise, which, which was that I was going to create this project for her. So I take full responsibility and, you know, no one else can ever make us, no one can ever make us do something. It's always a decision on our part at the end of the day. So yeah, I realized I had this thought of like charging blank price is too expensive when really it's not up to me to decide if something is affordable or expensive for you. You know, I don't know you. I don't, that's, first of all, that's like, that's kind of rude. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> that's a little rude. Like who am I to say like what you can afford or not? Okay. Let's go back to my sales call story. So the first sales calls were with people that I knew. And so I thought I would go into sharing the stories of people who I didn't know. So my very first sales call that I had scheduled with someone who I didn't know, 
I was so nervous about it that I cleared my schedule for hours. Like I was like, for this whole chunk of four hours before the call, I am taking everything off my schedule. I'm going to go for a walk outside and meditate. Um, I meditated on like every one of my chakras. I turned off my phone, turned off my computer so that I could not be connected to, to technology. And so I could really ground, like I was a nervous wreck. And, um, this person was on the East coast. So she was three hours ahead of me, but somehow I guess because of my stressed out brain and my like anxious brain about, you know, freaking out about this call, (laughs) I wasn't like thinking clearly enough to, to like properly, I don't know how it happened. Cause like in my schedule, it was written as the right time. And in my zoom account, it was, (laughs) it was at the right time, but I, for some reason had this thought of, I had to meet with her three hours later than the time I was supposed to. So like, instead of like that, she was three hours ahead of me because she was three hours ahead. And that was like later, like my brain was like, all right, three hours later is when I had to talk to her instead of three hours earlier. So what that means was that while I had my technology off and while I was meditating, she was waiting on the zoom call and she was calling me on Instagram. She was messaging me and she didn't hear back from me until three hours later when I was sitting in the zoom room waiting for the meeting that was actually supposed to start three hours ago. So (laughs) that was mortifying and it was the reason why I was mortifying really was because she didn't reschedule a call, but honestly, I don't blame her. I probably would have done the same. I would have been like, you know, first impressions are big and I probably would have been like, yeah, this person's unorganized. I don't know if I trust them to help me with my brand. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's my first, my first, um, my first scheduled sales call with someone I didn't know was a complete disaster. So from there, a few months went by where I did a lot of learning. I pivoted my niche a bit. I started uh, I started then sharing on my stories because at that time I was still showing up in this space as a brand strategist. So I was showing up as my stories. I was like, hi, I am offering free branding audits for this short period of time. So uh I had like this limited span of two weeks where I was just giving free brand audits. So I would like, while we're on the Zoom call, I would go through your Instagram or go through your website or, you know, just like ask you questions about your brand that if you know those questions will really help you know your brand, things like that. And with that, I had two calls and uh, these are both people that I didn't know. One of them was like someone who reached out to me because of the calls for the first time. And the other one was someone that had been engaging with my Instagram content for a while. So it was really nice to connect with new people. And um, I loved those two people that I connected with and we're still in touch today, but I didn't sell anything on the call. I just gave the brand audit, like I said, I would. And um, 
yeah, at the time I was like afraid to sell. I just wanted to show up and help with the brand audit and give them the next steps of what they needed to do. And I kind of like made it wrong to sell. Like looking back now, I could have done the same thing where I gave them the brand audit. And then I could have just, you know, no huge drama about it. Could have just said, you know, we could dive deeper in this. If we work together, would you like to hear about that? And that's it. Because if you're asking for permission on, if you're asking someone for for permission of like, would you like to hear what it's like to work together? And they say, yes, then it's like, they gave you your permission to, to share your offering and to share your price. So it really takes a lot of pressure off. So it's not like this sleazy thing of like, I have to sell to this person. Right. But I didn't sell on those calls. I was, I was afraid, you know, um, one of them did ask about my packages. Like she did ask about what I, what I offer and how much it is. And I shared the one with her that I thought, you know, would be, would be the most aligned for her needs but I wasn't 100% confident in myself. And I think that's why it didn't end up in a sale. Uh, This person was going, you know, she was about to travel and stuff. So that could have been it. But in my body on that call, I was freaking terrified. So yeah. Uh, After that, a few more months go by and um, right before Right before I pivoted into uh, really leaning back into my spirituality, I had a sales call with someone that I knew through a yoga studio that we both used to teach at. And uh, this person is now, she's a mindset coach. And I think she's been a mindset coach like since I met her in, I think we met in 2019. And uh she shared with me on Instagram that she'd been spending a lot of money on her business for the past two years that she's been like establishing herself, but she had this harsh realization that, uh, she wasn't running a business. She was, she just had an expensive hobby because she wasn't generating any revenue. And I could like totally resonate with what she was saying because I'd been in that space too. And I had that I had that harsh like reality check from one of my mentors of like what it what exact actions are you taking to make a sale because if you're not you're you're just creating you just have an expensive hobby you're just creating bills for yourself. So I knew this person and we did have a conversation in the DMs before the call and I could also really relate with what she shared with me around running your business as a hobby and I was really excited I was really excited for this call, but here is where I went wrong. So I decided to prepare a script for the call. And the reason why I decided this was because this script and the sales call process came from a course that I was enrolled in. And this script was this script and training was like presented as like this ultimate script that like worked every time for this person. And I'm not saying that's not true, but I'm not that person. You know, we have different energy. We have different, um, 
we have different ways of working and, you know, we're just different people. And that's why, that's why like, there's literally a plethora of a bazillion jillion quad strategies. (laughs) And really it's about finding which like they they'll all, they all have the potential to work really the potential of them working is like you being consistent and you putting the energy into them. So it's really about asking what would feel fun and good for you to do? Like what would be the most aligned and authentic for you? So I go into this call with this script and the script, I'm actually kind of glad I learned the script because the flow of the call is like what a sales call should be, but like having a script is, uh, no, doesn't work for me. So the script had this flow of like first honing in on what the client's problem was, getting to know their goal and uh, getting them to really like feel what it would be like to reach that goal. And then presenting my, my offer as like the solution to that goal. Right. Um, I'm not sure if like, So for me, as someone who has like high functioning anxiety, the script was kind of something that I had to give this illusion of safety. And maybe I just didn't fully understand the flow at the time of like honing in on what the client's problem was, getting to know their goal, you know, like that basic flow. I'm not sure I fully understood that flow because at the time I like naively assumed that the call would just follow the flow of the script as if like this person would know to follow a script that they didn't even know existed. But so I got on this, I got on this call, we say hi organically, we chat a bit because we know each other, which um, I know now not to do that, but I think I'll do a a separate, I'm going to do a separate, uh, episode or like an updated episode of sales calls because there's so so much I can get into of like how to really be grounded in your leadership in a sales call. But so we're, we we do some small talk and then and then she just like directly asks me what my packages look like just like directly and that, that really like caught me off guard. You know, we didn't we didn't hone in on our problem although like we did talk about it in the DMs, but like we didn't hone in on the on her problem in the call. Uh, I didn't get to paint a picture of her possible transformation in working with me. It was just, what are your packages? And to be honest, I wish I would have recorded this episode sooner because now I don't remember exactly what I said. I just remember like what I said on the call. I just remember feeling feeling frazzled and a sale obviously was not made. And uh, we did talk about the topic of sales because in her business, she hadn't been making sales and she, she'd share that with me. So I asked her if she's ever heard the phrase selling a service, which I was learning at that time, but now I like fully believe it. Selling is a service and selling is sacred, especially if the person on the other end, like the person you're selling to is really aligned with what they are buying. Because in my own experience, like 
everything that I've paid money for has given me like everything I've paid money for as far as like education <clears throat> or learning new skills, which is the same as education, but like it's all given me something. So it is a service. I'll just take a sip of my tea. <clears throat> so I asked this person, so I asked this person if she's ever heard the phrase selling a service. And she did. And she said that she was like, yeah, I've heard that. I feel, I feel like that saying is sleazy. And I don't, I don't fully, I really don't understand. I don't, I don't understand that. Cause every time I've bought something for myself, I see it as like, I'm paying to be served to fulfill whatever it is that I needed at that time. You know, I'm like, here's my abundance. I want your help. And then that help like changes my life, you know? So like one pivotal moment that's coming up for me is yoga teacher training. I remember when I was in yoga teacher training, I was a waitress at the time. So I didn't have, I wasn't like rolling in the dough. And um, I luckily the program had like a really good payment program where I was like paying as I go. And I was more than happy to pay it because I just, oh, my whole, oh, my whole life just like pivoted from yoga teacher training. I really went into that training as, um, for my own personal development. And I came out of it. <clears throat> I really went into yoga teacher training for my own personal development. And I came out of it just a transformed person that knew this practice was powerful and knew that I wanted to share it with the world. But that's another tangent. So when I've invested in things, there's something that I wanted to learn faster, you know, like sometimes, sometimes courses really, sometimes they are things that we could have Googled, but sometimes, you know, you learn faster if you do it in a course format. And, um, I also have a coach. I also have a coach that I've worked with in my business from like not day one. I think we started working together maybe like a week after I officially launched or two weeks. But in investing in coaching, I'm being served to have someone in my corner, to have someone mirror back to me the thoughts I just say out, said out loud, someone to give me, um, to give me like, sometimes she gives me like challenges of things that stretch me out of my comfort zone a little bit, things that like I wouldn't have done without her help. So anyways, I'm on the sales call and this person is not agreeing with the term sales is service. So <laughs> I chose to feel uncomfortable and I noticed in myself after that call that I needed to do some mindset work around selling. So I started a new journal on that day and I, I wrote on the first page of the journal, like I wrote who I had the sales call with and how it went and all of that. 
And I dove into, I dove into my mindset work even more deeply. Luckily, there's also a membership. Um, there's like a membership thing that I'm in. And that did have a couple of videos around sales mindset. And oh my gosh, it helped me so much. So to summarize my experience of what I learned in my journaling mindset work and the material in the membership I was in, here's what I learned. So when I was going into my first few sales calls, I was carrying this energy with me of, I need to make this sale. I need to make this sale. Uh, I want to make some money in my business so badly, or like, I, I need, I need this abundance so I can pay X, Y, and Z bills. Right. And then when I dove into the mindset work and the edu and just taking that time to educate myself, the calls I've been on since then, instead of coming from that place of, I need to make this sale, I'm now instead coming from a place of, I'm just going to show up, listen, hold space, figure out what this person's problem is and see how I can, how I can help them. And I'll offer to them what will genuinely help them. So that might mean offering a service of mine, that might mean offering a program of mine, or it could even mean referring them to someone else that I know, someone else in my network that's better suited for their problem. And I fucking love this mindset shift. <laughs> like it's seriously a win-win for everyone. You win because there's no attachment to the outcome. You're empowered to show up as yourself and you've taken this like pressure off yourself. Your client, they also win because they get to see you in your authentic energy. They have, they end up having like a more enjoyable experience talking to you and they get to be offered the next best step for what they need, whether or not that's working for you. So they, they get served on this call when you, when you're coming from this from this place of just, I'm just going to hold space and listen, be present and help instead of, I need to make this sale. So I do want to be transparent and say that this hasn't yet led to a sale in a call, which is why I do want to do a, a second episode on this because I can feel the abundance coming in. <laughs> I feel that I'm really close. So I just want I just want to be real and raw that it hasn't led to a sale yet, but it's led to some amazing connections and it's led to some amazing calls where I just feel in my power. And there are people who have told me that they're interested in working with me and they're just waiting for specific things. And um, it's totally okay with me. You know, this like I said in an episode I recorded earlier today about imposter syndrome, where you just accept, I'm accepting this. Like, it's okay. My, my business is brand new. It's only been a few months since I've, since I've pivoted into leaning, you know, showing up unapologetically with my spiritual side. It's only been a few weeks since I'm like, all right, I'm a spiritual healing coach for entrepreneurs. And the funny thing too, about that title is like my one-on-one -on -one program hasn't changed. Like it's the same, 
it's the same thing. Like I was a spiritual healing coach for entrepreneurs this whole time, but that's besides the point. So what I mean is like, I'm accepting it because I, I recognize and I'm realistic that I know it's going to take a few calls to get my first sale from a sales call, but at least I'm not dreading them now. At least like when I have a call, I'm excited now. And like my body doesn't start feeling these anxious feelings. My heart doesn't start to contract my, I don't start to like have a shaky voice and you know, that's something really important I want you to keep in mind with sales calls is if it doesn't lead to a sale right then and there, like if it doesn't, if, if the sale doesn't happen on the call, it is not a total failure. It's not a total failure. You're learning. You're learning what your audience needs by listening to them on the call. You're developing a relationship by taking, a t- taking your time to connect with that person. And you're practicing, you know, of course, sales calls are scary at first when it's new, you know, but with practice, you're going to become more confident and you're going to become less attached to the outcome. And uh, one of my coaches always likes to put, put in the analogy of like, if you went to a party and you brought like a tray of desserts and you went around asking people like, Hey, would you like one? If someone says, no, you're not going to be like, oh, it's the end of the world. You're just going to be like, all right, cool. And move on to the next person, right? It's not, you you won't take it personally. It's not a big deal. That's the exact space you want to get into with rejection or with the not right now response in your sales calls. And really coming from that space of like, I'm here to help them. And, you know, working on money mindset is also another huge one. So, If you've listened this far, there is a freebie for you in the show notes. It's called Receptive to Money. Four steps, simple process of my own money mindset practice and what this practice has done for me. It brought me from, it took me out of a space of living paycheck to paycheck. It allowed me to save money for the very first time in my life. And it's allowed me to invest in high ticket coaching as a new entrepreneur and it's helped me with my sales calls so i really want that same shift for you so if money consciousness is something you want to work on that freebie is for you in the show notes just click that to download and thank you so much for listening i hope this episode serves you and that is all for today i hope you have a wonderful day and i will see you next week